bro. Let's get it, man. We another day in the office, though. Yeah, another ready? Day, bro. Let's do it. All right, yo, what's up? It's your boy D Starks. Starks artist. And you are now tuned in to the Judge Different Podcast, where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. We are here. First Friday back. We ready. How you feeling? You good? Feeling great. Splendid. Amazing. Spectacular. Sensational. Swell, bro. Yes, all of them, All bro. of it. <laughs> all the synonyms, bro. No, I'm I'm really hyped for this episode because we went live Wednesday night. Yeah. And a lot of what we talked about there with some of you all, like, really motivated what we're going to be, like, getting into today. Yeah. Um, and we, we, we had a lot of fun Wednesday because, like, we were just talking about anything and everything. And everything. I was just, and I was just talking to Jordan. I remember somebody mentioned... That they still eat at Captain D's prison, bro. That's where they need like to that's prison. that like that's crazy. Life sentence, bro. <laughs> Captain D's is crazy. Solitary confinement. Did we have one? I feel like we we had one of those here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A minute ago, and someone years. also mentioned Long John Silver. Oh, that might have been what we had. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I feel like we did have. They both, both kind of the same thing. No, that's what I'm bro. saying. Yeah, yeah, I feel like we did have both. But Captain like, D's is crazy. crazy, bro. I thought they was discontinued like <laughs> indefinitely. I didn't even know because we were, we were just having like this random rant about like fast food. Yeah, and we just got into that. And I remember somebody said, "Uh, what they say about uh, <laughs> what they say about McDonald's? They said it tastes like transgressions and iniquity." <laughs> I was like, that's green. I never heard that in my that's life, That's green. Bro. It and, makes sense, though. No, yeah. And then we got into, like, McDonald's versus Wendy's. It was a lot. And for whatever reasons, didn't McDonald's win that? Someone chose. Yeah, a lot of people chose McDonald's over Wendy's. Dying on that hill is crazy. That's what I was saying. You're choosing McDonald's over Wendy's, bro. So crazy. It was a fun time. Now, I was actually going to get on here and make fun of your fit. Cause you know the the my fit uh, ain't that bad. Kind of get get on your fitting it, but um, yours ours, looks worse. We just need we just <laughs> your fit looks worse. That's why you didn't want to. No, it's okay. We're gonna put it on the story. On no, no, no. We're gonna put it on the story and let everybody decide. It's cool. But then what was I gonna say? No, I remember we were Wednesday. They were like joking on our hair. <laughs> They were no, they were hating on both of our hairstyles. I, I can't like, remember yo. what they were saying exactly, but it was it someone was, said both of y'all having bad hair days. Someone said y'all need to do something with y'all hair. Something no, like no, that. no. Somebody like, said y'all hair need prayer. <laughs> I was like, that's crazy. They were on, yeah, they were on us crazy, bro. No, but nonetheless, we were having a conversation Wednesday, right? Yeah, and we we did get spiritual, y'all. You know, I mean, we got into it. Always. But one of the questions that we asked that really like kind of sent us down like you know a really good like rabbit hole yeah. was what's something that's not talked about enough in church what is something that's not talked about well at least not talked enough about in church yeah and we're getting like all of these great responses can you look up what you, what you put down? i got them down i got them down y'all has y'all has some good ones so and i got and if yeah so we were, we were going down we were going through that and so yeah comment or like DM us some things that y'all think. Yeah, we're let probably, us know. probably gonna put a poll up too, but like I was just like curious and we were just kinda going through it. Yeah, but. Some of some of the good ones we had in the live were evangelism, um, apologetics, how to read and analyze the Bible, spiritual warfare, the secret place, denominations, spiritual gifts, and the gospel. Right. Yeah. And the one that stuck out to me whenever I can't remember who it was, but they just commented and said like the gospel. Yeah. And it was so, of course, like simple and almost obvious to like think that's something that would be covered like in the church like on a sunday on a wednesday night bible study but i was like man like it really isn't yeah like not as much as like i guess i would think or even like the experience that i had and so that really like 
sparked that for me and the reason is uh like the past month i've actually been doing like my own study like on like the gospel itself Mm. salvation and just like the basic foundations of like christianity like the things are like the core of our faith and what we believe and so i was like yo like we might as well bring that here and chop it up like you know and i think it's so important because like i was in a position where i didn't know like the gospel in the sense of like, you know, someone like asked me, mm. um, it's something, you know, I grew up in church and so like I could give like, you know, a bit of a response, but it wouldn't be something that was like super cohesive. Yeah. Right. Cause me and Jordan did a lot of like evangelism trainings, um, kind of like for the first time and really getting into it. And like, that was something that would be brought up and we were like, uh, well, at least I was like, I was stumped. I was, <laughs> I was, I was like, well, like I, you know, you like, you know what it is. You've yeah. heard it, but like to really, you know, dig deep into it it was one of those things where it's like uh yeah i feel like you, you don't really know a thing until you can explain it like right. i think in depth and in a concise way to someone else so i felt the same way when we were going through that i know exactly what you're talking about right. when we were sitting down and going through those trainings i was just in here like uh i think this is the right <laughs> like i know like, like you, uh, know, you know but like really putting it into words and like you does know, it sound it right am i exactly. saying it right yeah and so i i think it's so important because like i said it is when you talk about the gospel itself right it is literally like what our faith is based on yeah. right and what we're sharing to other people but obviously what we definitely need to know like for ourselves through and through um and we were actually just watching a video before we started recording and it was this woman talking about like the gospel and basically saying that you know of course in this world today you have to have something to build on Mm -hmm. and that's ultimately like the word of god Mm -hmm. and you have to be completely like rooted solidified and just steadfast in that because there's all these different voices trying to like point you in one direction, different opinions, perspectives, like every single day that you're being fed with. Um, and you need to be able to test that, right? When we talk about spiritual advice, anything that you're listening to or getting from someone else or just in general, um, it always has to be filtered like through the word, yeah. right? And built upon something that's already there, which is the Bible. And so right. having those things to know for yourself is so important because, you know, when you're pre- being presented with something that is false or incorrect, you know for yourself, you know the truth um, because of like your own study, right? Which it talks about in the Bible, the study to show yourself approved, like through your own relationship and the work that you put in. So that's something like a process that I'm going through right now, even like, you know, in a deeper level. And so I was like, yeah, like we need to talk about it. Yeah, facts. And so and then also there's been there's always this big conversation that you hear a lot when it comes to you'll see on TikTok like people calling out people like, oh, like this is like a cheap gospel. Like this is a compromised gospel. This is watered down. This is diluted. Or like you see people just going back and forth with like pointing fingers at like this preacher, that influencer or X, Y and Z. And I hear that a lot, too. And sometimes it's like, all right, like to know what that means, you actually have to know what the gospel is. Like, what are they straying from? Mm. What are you saying that they're not being completely truthful about or like giving full context to like, what does that mean? Right. Um, because especially right now, like, I feel like I've been seeing that like all across my like TikTok. Like, mm. oh, they don't, they don't preach the actual gospel. Like, I hear it a lot. All right. Like, what is, what does that mean to you? Like mm. what, okay. What is the gospel then? Like, let's have that baseline and let's be clear on it. Um, and also like, I was like, yeah, this is timely. I feel like it it's definitely about that time. It. Yeah. It's about, <laughs> <laughs> it's about that time, yeah. but no, let's go ahead and tap in. But really when it comes to 
when it comes to this, like first, you know, first and foremost, when we talk about like the gospel, the gospel itself, the word literally means good news in Greek. Just so we have a baseline and can start there. And the gospel is the good news concerning Christ and the way of salvation. So in terms of just like the basic kind of like definition of like the gospel, like itself, the context in which like we use it, Christianity, our faith, that would be the baseline. And whenever you're describing it, we were at a conference um, that we mentioned to you all in January, ENC, and one of the speakers were teaching on this and the definition that they gave for it, I thought was really good. Um, and it's a good kind of like foundation, the baseline just to like put down, but it says, the gospel is the good news that God became man in Jesus Christ. He lived the life we should have lived and died the death we should have died in our place. Three days later, he rose from the dead, proving he is the son of God and offering the gift of salvation and forgiveness of sins to anyone who repents and believes in him. And I felt like that was such a good kind of like cohesive, comprehensive, like, you know, collection of like what the gospel is in terms of what Jesus did for us and what the result of that looks like. Um, And so we know that like for ourselves and have that in our heart. Yeah, and I think even... On a more even more foundational level, I like that one a lot because it's it's more in depth and also it goes into just like the aftermath of like what his death brings. But um, I think it's going to sound different in terms of like the answer you give when someone asks you like what is the gospel. It's not always going to be word for word exactly the same. But I think as long as it contains like certain elements, like the core elements of what it is, then that is the answer. And I think these elements in terms of the gospel and the good news is who who is Jesus what he's done, why he's done it. I guess the fourth one would be what what do you need to do to get it? Those are nece- those are really like the in terms of your answer that you're giving to people about what the good news is, those are really the elements that you need to have in your answer. Gotcha. So what is so who Jesus who is who Jesus is, what he's done, why he's done it, and like what you need to do to how do I to fully walk into it. Yeah. Girl. And I think um so what that would look like usually is like someone came to me like what's the gospel I could say Jesus Christ is the son of God. He came to die for my sins, rose again, rose on the third day so that I may receive salvation through repentance. That would be, you know, because it covers all four of the elements. Like, okay, Jesus Christ is the son of God, who he is, what he's done. He came to die for my sins, and then he rose. Why he's done it so I may receive salvation. How do I walk into it for repentance? So it covers all four elements. So it might not sound exactly the same. It might not look or sound exactly like the one you said, but as long as it covers those elements, that is the gospel in terms of like just a foundational answer that you would give someone that came to you and asked. Yeah. And even whenever you mentioned like those, I guess like three key components, I thought that was really good because of course, whenever you are at least explaining it or someone's coming up to you and asking questions about, okay, like, yo, about your faith, what you believe and what that looks like. Of course, you don't want to. You don't want to sound like a bot. Like you're not gonna like. You don't want to give like some. You're not gonna like every single time have yeah. just some like you know very like process like answer that's just like always like super refined. But of course, what I having what I said initially just like as that baseline so you understand it. I'm um, in the context of conversation being able to like just explain that in a way that can be like very applicable to yeah, like yeah. what that is. And so having all of that there because that those are things we even need to know for ourselves, right? Of course, yo, like who who is God? Like who is the God of the Bible? Who is Jesus? What has he done? And ultimately, okay, why has he done it? Yeah. And those are like always like those things that 
we need to know for ourselves in order to like you know even give to someone else but even when you're thinking about it i think uh after you kind of understand all right like what is it in terms of definition explain and explaining it on like a very basic level you have to also like understand it in terms of like comprehension too right like i think one of the biggest questions i had to ask myself was like, okay like why is this important though yeah like why is this important to me as someone like who who believes who's like seeking out and continuously building my relationship with god and also like you know to someone else who may be asking me like what is the significance of it and yeah. i think um, the key to understanding the gospel is like understanding like why is it good news, right? Like what is that? What does that even mean, right? So like if there is like good news, like is is there bad? Like what does that look like? Um, and so for me, what I put down is to truly comprehend the magnitude and significance of what Jesus did. We have to understand what He saved us from, right? So what some of us may have heard before, of course, if there's good news, it must be bad. Mm-hmm. And so you have to like understand that to its entirety to really like comprehend like the gospel and really appreciate it too. Yeah. And also, so the way I heard it once is imagine someone just like barging into your crib, right? And literally just like pulling you to like outside, like to, to your front yard or on the street. Like you're not going to appreciate them doing that until you understand that there's a fire there was a fire about to consume the entire house yeah right there was some gas leak or something that happened that was about to put your life in danger and so it's in the same sense like to have like the gospel with no context for what did jesus save us from like what like what if it's what is this bad news um what does this like all look like then it doesn't you know it's not going to really like penetrate the heart in terms of like have that hope and belief and when it comes to that, when we talk about like this bad news or like the problem, and it's the fact that like when you talk about sin, it's the thing that's like separated us from separated us from God, right? And it's kept us from one, His presence, and two, eternal life with Him, right? So you see in Romans six twenty three, it says that for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Um, and so we understand that sin, right, is um, Sin is that separator and the consequence of that being yeah. like death, right? Death in the earthly sense to like our peace, our our joy, uh, satisfaction, purpose, et cetera, but also in an eternal sense, right? And also a part a part of that it a part of this issue or problem that we have is the fact that man can't save himself. Right? Like we don't have the power, we don't have the ability nor the strength yeah. to actually save ourselves or bring us to right standing with God. So that's the bad news in terms of the problem we have and what the gospel solves for us, right? So when we think about the good news, is exactly what we just talked about when it comes to the gospel. It's the fact that God, like, sent his, because he loves us, right, sent his only son to pay the penalty of sin for us and to restore us to relationship with him and ultimately for us to receive, like, eternal life, right? Um, And so when you talk about, the like dichotomy of like both of them they're both so important to know and understand or you have like an incomplete gospel right Mm -hmm. because if it's just all all good news then okay like what what is he saving me from like what what is this gift i'm receiving and why why do i need it and you have to understand the the aspect of like sin the role it plays in our lives and how it's that separator how it's that wall and that barrier between God and man, but yeah. he's broken that down through Jesus Christ, you know, if we believe and repent. Yeah, and I'm even thinking about even just on the topic of why it's important and understanding like the other side of it. Like there's good news, but like why why is it important? 
I'm even thinking about the scripture in Second Corinthians where it talks about God's power is made perfect in weakness. And in that sense and how like humility is like a huge first step for for everyone. And even that beginning of knowledge that you get when you come to Christ is because it's like without the recognition of the weakness, you can't fully walk into the power. So I think it's the same thing with the with the gospel. It's like until you get to that point, the gospel is automatically going to be watered down because you don't even fully understand the, you know, the, the fullness of like the significance of it. So I think I was just completely reminded of that. Yeah. Scripture and, I don't, and I don't think I don't know if you're going to really. Desire something you don't feel you need. Mm, that's a bar. You know, like it, like if you like you you don't usually seek something out that yeah. you either don't desire or feel there's a need for. Mm-hmm. So when we're thinking about like the gospel and how in our own lives we've seen how it's impacted, is because there was a moment where there was like, oh, I I need that. Yeah, because really you've s- recognized something in you, yeah. your life, your environment that was like, yo, there there's something missing here. Yeah, right. There's something off, and so. Um, that I think that that's a big part yeah, of it. Yeah, like too. you really got to sit with the weight of like what you've done and what that means. And that's really why even recently I was looking at Romans 6.23, you know, it says the, for the wage of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. And really the first part, the wage of sin is death. And I was really sitting with that like, dang, like, so you tell me every time I've sinned, like that price was death, like actual death, like not symb- symbolic or metaphoric, like, the wage of sin is death, and you really have to sit with that to fully desire the gift of Jesus and what he did on the cross and fully, like, understand it. Um, and you guys know I love my my symbolism and my examples and my, you know, my parallels. And I remember one way it was explained to me that I thought was so fire is it's like before Jesus, when God looked at us, like you said, sin was a separator. So when he saw us, he saw our sin, right? He saw our sins against him our transgressions but when jesus died he no longer saw our sin but he saw his son and the example that was laid out to me was it's like you hmm, it's like god you come to god and it's like you have like a track record you have a record of literally everything you've ever done um kind of like you know when you go to police station you have a record and god's looking at this he's like yeah you've done this you've done this you've done this and you just have that full list but what happened when jesus died like the power of his blood what it did was is it covered that whole record? So so when God comes to you and you come into him with, with your case and he opens up that record, it's like all he sees is the blood. Like there is no record. Like it's washed clean. So that's what that's what it means when we say even just the power of the blood of Jesus and what we mean when we say um, the penalty was paid. You know, because like it's like the wage of sin is death. It's kind of like a court case. You go, you committed that sin, you have to pay that price, but your record's clean. It's gone. It's good. So that's the significance of Romans 6.23 um, to me and, and what I think is so powerful about it because your record is, is inadmissible in court. It can't be used anymore. It's contaminated with the blood. The blood's all over it. You can't, you can't use it. So all those things you've ever done, it can't be used against you. So that's like really the significance and the why behind the gospel and why it's so important. And like we've been saying, I think the first step is really sitting with why you need it, like what I've done, the weight of it. That's the only way you'll ever really truly understand the the significance of it. And and even deeper than that, I feel like the gospel has even more of a significance. I think when I really started walking in my my relationship with God and I fully understand understood the gospel, even that was still very surface level. And even just in my interpretation of what it meant, I simply just thought that 
salvation meant like I get my spot in heaven, right? So I've confessed with my lips and I believe in my heart, like I get to heaven. And I think at one point in my walk, that's really all it was. And that's what I use the gospel for, which is, which is a part of the gospel of the, like one of the biggest parts of the gospel. Um, it's not something that should be overlooked, but I think once I started really walking with God, I started to understand that what he did with his life and his death was much more than just a spot in heaven. Um, and something that I think I was watching, I was listening to a sermon. It wasn't that long ago, actually. Um, and the way that he explained that I thought was really good. He was just talking that talking about how salvation, when we look at that word in the context of the gospel, we only think salvation for heaven, but that's not the only thing that we were saved from and how when he died, we weren't just saved from the penalty of sin, but we were saved from the power of sin. And one day we'll be saved from the presence of sin. And that's the eternity part. So it's threefold. I'm going to say it again. It's threefold. We were saved from the penalty of sin. We were saved from the power of sin. And one day we'll be saved from the presence of sin altogether. Um, I mean, that's what it talks about in Romans 6, 14 is a verse that says, sin shall no longer be your master. So you're not just saved from the penalty of when you sin, but like sin no longer is the master over you and it's ruling over you. And that's something that his, his death did for us. And also Acts 1, it talks about you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Um, so that power is what we use to have, you know, that power over sin and that power over death. So that's something else that I even had to realize in terms of just, I guess, the next step of the understanding of what the gospel meant is that it's not just heaven. It's like, no, it's also something that he did for me while I'm still here on this earth. Right. So not just looking at the gospel like something that I can take with me when I die. It's like, yes, you know, I get eternal life, but I get to enjoy a more abundant life also while here on this earth through the gift that he gave me of, of the gospel. No. Yeah. And find that first verse when it talk that it talks about abundant life as well. Yeah. But I think, of course, that's another part of it. So when we're talking about, okay, why is the gospel important? Because it's not something that you're just waiting to take with you to heaven. It's something that you can access right now that God wants you to access right now. So when we talk about him paying the price and the penalty of sin, um, of course, but he also gave us access to his presence yeah. like right now. And one thing that we were actually we were in Nashville and we were able to meet Hovey and we sat down with him and something that we were going through is John seventeen three. And so in John thirteen, I believe, around this time, this is when Jesus like washes the feet of the, the feet of the disciples. And then starting in John fourteen, he basically comforts the disciples because these are kinda like in his last days before he's going to the cross. Um, and so he's kind of like just speaking to them. And then in this chapter is when he prays, but something that he says that, you know, we were kind of going over is the fact that, um, in verse three, he says, now this is eternal life that they know you, the one true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And we were going through it. He's like, yo, you know, I've heard this before. I've listened to it and I've seen it and even studied it. But like I I had to read it a lot slower and it it brought a lot more revelation to a lot of more revelation to me. And that's what he was saying. And so he made us kind of read it again. And he said, now this is eternal life. So this is Jesus speaking. He says, now this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ. So now, now this is so eternal life. He's yep. giving us what it is, what it looks like, what it means. Literally, eternal life is that they know you, 
Um, and then I found like some commentary that kind of put it more in perspective. But it says that eternal life is not heaven, our ultimate destination or the life hereafter, as so many people think. It is not some fuzzy feeling or something to look forward to in a dim and distant future. It is not something for which to strive throughout our earthly life. Eternal life is a free gift of grace that all believers have as their present possession now, something they received the moment they trusted the Lord Jesus as their Savior and were born into the family of God and indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Mm. So kind of going back to what we're saying, like eternal life is to know him. And so as we're walking out our lives here on earth, like we that's what we're doing is becoming closer to him and knowing him. And through that process is how we're receiving that like right now. And and what that looks like is having access to what we talk about when we talk about the gifts of the spirit, right? That he wants us to have peace because that's what he died for, right? Is that the power of sin and all that comes with it, right? So when we talk about um, the wages of sin are death, which we've mentioned before, when we had our conversation with Mama Diggs, right. um, that death is not just a spiritual death. When we talk about like, you know, eternal life, this is a death of on an earthly level of like, like I mentioned earlier, our peace, mm-hmm. love, happiness, joy, right? He, he, he died. So the power of these things that yep. come along with sin, uh, the emotions, uh, the struggles, et cetera, um, we wouldn't have to be a slave to if we walk with him. Yeah. And even I'm gonna go a little bit even deeper just in terms of just like symbolism that I've seen just throughout the Bible on the topic of walking with God. And we said earlier with the, Scripture Romans six twenty three that you know Jesus Jesus came so that we can it was like that bridge to us and God and we were no longer separated through our sin but like we could like go to God and like have that ability to walk with Him and and this is so cool what I'm about to get into I always thought this was so like just so deep just even on just like a deeper level in terms of like how it all played out with the death of Jesus and even as to the significance of what He did. So in Mark 15, 38, it talks about how it talks about a veil. And so when Jesus died, it says, and the veil, right when he died, it says, and the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And I remember the first time I read that, I was like, oh, that sounds good. I think I heard it in church plenty of times about the veil being torn. You know, it sounds good. Like, oh, yeah, the veil's torn, but you don't really know what that means. And once I actually went to go dig into it deeper and you understand the significance of it, it's crazy. So basically what the significance of this and what it means is, Back in the Old Testament, Israel was run by priests, uh, mainly the the high priests. And you had, you know, kind of smaller priests. They had significance, but you had the high priest. And so you had the temple. It's where everyone would go. But in this temple, you had this place where the high priest would go. What his role was is he would go behind this veil and he would go before God for the people. And he would sacrifice for them and their sins and sacrifice for himself. But the high priest was the only person that was allowed to go behind this veil and enter into the holies of holies. Um, so that was a high priest role. And essentially what Jesus became was the new high priest. So with that, Jesus, even deeper than just him coming to live and die for us, but Jesus was the new high priest. And it talks about this in Hebrews 620 says where Jesus has entered as a forerunner for us, having become a high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. So Jesus is a new high priest. So now that you understand the significance of what the high priest did, he would go to God and sacrifice for the people. But Jesus says, no, there's not going to be any more sacrifices. Like I am going to be the sacrifice. I'm going to be the last one. So we no longer have to go through this. Right. I mean, even in Hebrews six through 10, it talks about 
you know, even the transition from the Old Testament, like I'm talking about how they used to do things in the New Testament. And it talks about how Jesus is the mediator of the of the two covenants. And so when Jesus dies and it says he's the and it says the veil was torn, that's the significance of the veil. The veil indicated a barrier between the people and God. But when Jesus died, the presence the veil, of God, the presence between the people and the presence of God. But when Jesus died, the veil was torn and now it's like the the bridge is there and anyone can go into the holy holies any and everyone you don't have to be a high priest you don't have to have this you know this this role so i think for me that was just such a eye opener to even the depth of like really what jesus did it wasn't just like you know this man that came and you know died but it's like it it was really deep on so many different levels and layers especially for the people at the time because they understood even the context of how the royal priests worked and all of that. So it even meant even more to them in the context of their society and how it worked. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was always just so cool and just adds to the significance of who Jesus really was. Like he was also the high priest. So no, that whole concept is crazy. And the biggest part I feel like we keep coming back to is the fact that like there's access to all of this as well. Like yeah. there was a part of what Jesus died for was to give us access. Access to what? One, direct relationship with him um, and the ability to walk to his presence, come into his presence, right? Yeah. Go before the Holy of Holies, before the throne of grace, um, boldly, as it mentions in the Bible. And yeah. so that's also another component of all of it. Um, and it doesn't just stop at, like, eternal life. Because that's another thing or at least misconception a lot of people have is like okay like i'm going to church every sunday to be saved for heaven but like okay what about my life here on earth so like there's this thought like oh well like god may not be actually concerned with like what's going on here or like my life and my day-to-day because of that type of thought or presentation sometimes Mm because it may not be always like explained or like actually thoroughly laid out um but it's laid out like in verses through the bible in scripture um that of course that was a significant part of it but like it didn't just stop there that like, he was concerned with yeah. the details the things that are happening and wanted to also give us power to like walk this out until we're reunited with him and like jordan said also completely saved from the presence of sin yeah. which is fire too and um we had mentioned how we were on live the other day and something that so john our guy john joined the live y'all know y'all know about but my guy john is saying he's doing a live and he talked about something that he was told in this Bible study, and I thought this was just like a really interesting thing that I never really caught my eye before. So in Mark fifteen twenty three, and this is right before Jesus is about to be crucified, and it says, then they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And I had to look up what, what, myrrh, what myrrh meant, and what they used to use myrrh for was like medication, and it was like a sedative, and it was like to sort of just like numb the process of the crucifixion that was about to happen. I think even when you put that in the play, it even adds so much more significance to what Jesus did because he had the ability to nullify the effects of what he was about to do, but he understood, no, I have to take on the full effect of of this wage that I'm paying for, paying for God's people and my children. Like I have to, I have to take this on. And so I just feel like him denying the, you know, the opportunity to be able to do that was just like, Dang, you know, something you kind of just sit with, like, man. Like, it really adds to the significance of just the gospel and what he did. Right. Yeah. No, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I was also thinking about that. I totally forgot that, like, Easter was this past Sunday. So, yeah. 
that also adds to it as well. So when you think about like a, an Easter Sunday, you talk about the resurrection and, you know, this kind of time of year going into April and people are speaking about it and celebrations and whatnot, understanding what he did, but ultimately what he really paid for adds so much more mm-hmm. like, you know, not, I won't say necessarily emotion, but just context to yeah. the event itself, um, which cha- which changes everything. It so, does. so definitely, definitely all of that. And yeah, like I said, cause I wanted to bring, bring this, bring this back to like, there's always this big conversation about the gospel and, you know, the people's presentation of it and, you know, people saying, oh, like this is incorrect or this is wrong or this isn't right. But there's always, there's always a balance to it. There's always a, there, there's always that balance that we talked about of like grace, like, and, and truth. Um, but you, you have to have both. And so even like in this context, when we talk about like the problem and the solution, you can't have like, you can't just be preaching, oh, the fact that, you know, the wages of sin are death, right? And that if you continue in what you're in, like, you're going to obviously reap the consequences of that, like, in eternity and right now here on earth um, because you're giving, like, an incomplete view of what Jesus did, yeah. what he died for, and what he came here. Or And on the flip side of that, like, when people say, um, like, oh, well, like, you know, Jesus died, like, died for you and your sins and it is because of his love for us and now you have access to all of these amazing things like yes but it comes on the back end of something of like our own human nature of sin our depravity and our need for jesus christ and that has to be recognized as well so you can't just have one without the other right because you usually to see like two camps in this right people who are like hyper just grace without repentance and change um, and that recognition, but also people who may just be on the end of staying near just like condemnation and not actually even showing any love and hope for what God died for us to walk into. So always understanding that when we talk about or people are mentioning like a complete gospel, that's what that is. You can't, have one without the other. It's right. both in tandem that make the story beautiful, mm-hmm. that make it all make sense and put it together. Facts. So, and so I think the next part of that, which I feel I also used to have maybe some trouble explaining and actually putting together is all right. Like, how do you, what, like, what is salvation? Right. And okay. How do you, how do you receive it? Mm-hmm. Like even you mentioned, like that's the next step. What yeah. is it? What does it look like to actually, walk this out accepting the gospel um because that's something that you have to know for yourself because like some people you know may have moments in their life where they feel like oh like am am i saved like am i not and it's because like oh like this was never the foundation like you didn't understand what it was where it came from the foundation because you have those moments where like you're falling short or someone said something that you're listening to on tiktok like (laughs) you're going through tiktok somebody says something like yo like am i safe like yo do i need to do these things and so this is that's this is also a big part of it as well um and so like the and it's the question that matters most like what must i do to be saved yeah right so like and that and that's what you need to know like and that's what i realized yo if someone came up to me and asked me that like imagine me not having that answer right. or really being able to tell them. And so when we think about this, one big thing that I want to mention is Romans. Oh, excuse me. 
Ephesians chapter two, verses eight through nine. And it says, for grace, you have been saved. Um, not the King James, bro. Come on. <laughs> so. For it is by grace, you have been saved through faith. And it is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works so that no man can boast. And so when we talk about receiving salvation, being in right standing with God, being in relation with, with him, um, and accepting this gift, it has nothing to do with you. As I mentioned, it has nothing to do with the works of men, right? It has everything to do with your faith in God. It is a gift yeah. that can only be received. There's nothing you have to do but actually accept it. It is not of works. Um, and so sometimes when you think about it, there's people be- believe like, oh, there's steps to salvation, which is even within itself an interesting way to put it or, or phrase it because what I saw is the fact that faith in Jesus as the Savior is the only step to salvation. Yeah. There is no steps. There is no to-do list of like you have to get, you have to, because everyone has their own thing. But by scripture, we understand the word goes first, that being like the baseline. It is the only step is like your faith in God. Yeah. There's nothing else that needs to happen. You don't need to turn in a circle seven times. You don't need to run a lap around the church. You don't need to get on your knees and talk to this person and go to that person and turn to your neighbor over here. You just need to have faith in God. Yeah. And that's the and that is the foundation of it all. Yeah. And so there are a few verses. Go ahead. Yeah, and I wanted to add to that confession too. In Romans ten nine, it says, "Confess with your lips Jesus is Lord, and believe in your hearts that God raised Him from the dead, and you will be saved." Right. So you know, it's nothing like you gotta do ten jumping jacks and then eighty push ups. Like, confess with your lips and believe with believe in your heart, and you will be saved. And that's the that's the step. Right. That's the step. Like that's, that's that's the verse. Like, that's you need one. to know. Yeah. Right. Declaring with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believing in your heart that Jesus God raised Him from the dead, and you will be saved. That is the step, like yeah. you, you may call it. That's the way you want to put it in terms of what you do to get there. And so when someone is like trying to say like it has to look a, a particular way, like yeah. I said, you got to go like run a, like a lap around your house like 17 times or like, you know, you got to go slap Jordan in the face. Like, all right, what I- <laughs> <laughs> all right bro. It is not... It is. I would not be sick. Imagine way. you had to take a slap in the face for someone. <laughs> Somebody's salvation. Yeah, I guess it's a small price to pay. <laughs> That's crazy. But <laughs> no, <laughs> but no. Yeah, and so and, and that's pretty much that. And that and that's it. But no, and that's it on that front when it comes to salvation and how you receive it, right? And so. That's what that looks like in terms of you know it for yourself and then also being able to walk someone else through that through that process. Yeah. And going with those verses in Romans ten, Romans ten nine, Romans ten nine, Romans ten ten, um, Ephesians chapter two, verses eight through nine, um, and that being always the baseline for how you're understanding it, building your life upon that. And so you're obviously multiplying that through who you're speaking to. But right. That's it. And so there's no like good works that get you saved. Right. There's no, that's not it. But of course, as you're walking out your relationship with God, the fruit of that is going to be good works. So understanding that piece as well is super important. And then 
also talking about like yo because something else that was mentioned on the live i i told i asked john the same question what is something that's not talked enough about in the church he said suffering mm-hmm. and the fact that you know it is something that is a part of the believer's life and not in the sense that you know god's looking down like yes i want you to like have like all of these things happening etc but it is a part of it is a part of us walking walking life out and the fact that understanding that we're talking about the gospel too and like even misconceptions that yo it's not the fact that you're going to walk with god and everything that you've ever struggled with or happened is no longer going to be present right the temptation of sin of your old life old habits old mindsets are always going to be there yeah. are always going to be present they're always there are always going to be things outside of your control and external circumstances that may happen or take place right but it's a fact that with god like we've been mentioning the core of the gospel is the fact that we have power over these things to not be to not to not just be completely overcome by them and not have any defense right but we have his blood his name and his spirit to walk us through these things his guidance his peace through the storm not just some control that it's not going to come you Mm -hmm. know and so i think that's a that's a big part too as well that i'm thinking about that's a fact i'm glad you added that because that's an important part too i think it's a misconception a very big one that when you look at salvation you think oh like salvation means on this earth i'm just going to be free from everything and you know all types of but the, there's a verse that talks about you know the rain falls on the righteous and the unrighteous alike. That's one that I always lean on. Yeah, and also understanding lordship as well, which yeah. is a whole nother probably episode to like sit down and talk about. But of course, like it mentions that in Romans ten nine, if you declare with their mouth that Jesus is Lord, <laughs> Jesus is read the fine print. Read, yo, yo, read the fine print. Yo, yo, read the fine gotcha. print. Gotcha. <laughs> Read the fine print. <laughs> right. And this is what we talk about yeah. when I mentioned earlier, because I heard Tim Ross talking about it, like a cheap gospel. And it's the fact that it is going to cost you something. Yep. And that cost or price tag is your life. Mm. When we're declaring him as Lord, he now has control. Right. Because we're allowing him to. Yeah. We trust our life with his hands. Now, my decisions, how I'm walking out my life, my habits, my mindset, how I speak, move, do relationship, everything is now filtered through his word yep. and what he says, right? And also understanding that part, too. This is not a salvation or uh, a salvation you receive just for, right, the benefits of, like, all this peace and love yeah. that doesn't come at the expense of you laying down your life, right. your cross, your flesh, and being obedient to God as well. Yeah. And so understanding that piece of it too, like, okay, because that's what's missed. And I always noticed that, and it was never talked about enough to me, that in that verse, when we talk about that, like, the, Jesus is Lord, like, Lord. that means a lot. That is, that holds weight. So when we're talking about the gospel, the good news, the bad news, what it looks like to receive it, right, that has to be part of that conversation as well. Yeah. That it comes at a cost. That's worth everything. Worth everything. Worth 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 everything. The entire the entire price tag, right? So also making sure that's a part of it too, and not in a 
you know, facetious way, they're like, "Oh yeah, man, you gonna have to like, <laughs> you gotta get, you gonna have to get your life up, fam. <laughs> hey, run that life, bro. Yeah. Run that, bro. Run that." Um, but understanding that there, there, there's so much, there's so much more. It's yeah. so much better. Um, when he has your life in his hands rather than you, like, what have you done with it? I think we mentioned that once as well. Like, which is tough. Which is tough. Like, man, that's <laughs> so fire. Which is tough, but yeah, you got. Was that? Was there anything else? Nah, I think I think that was. I think that was it. I think yeah. that was the one, bro. But yeah, so that was that. That was that. A little. That was a good news study, right? The good, the, the good gospel. news. I don't know. I was gonna. I don't know what to. I don't know what to name this. Yeah, I was gonna. I was, I was like thinking about too. some like cool names. I was like, I remember. I think Emmanuel the Prophet got a song called Ghetto Gospel, or an album called <laughs> that. And I was like, well. Well, <laughs> well, that may be the one. It well, rolls, nah. it rolls off the tongue, bro. Yeah, but no, I, I think that was important, and we're gonna get to a lot of those topics that we yeah. mentioned at the top of this when it comes to all right. What are things that you don't feel like are talked about enough? Yeah. Like I said, like comment, hit us, let us know things I want us to talk about. But I was like going through those. I'm like, yeah, that's this is necessary for that's, sure. That that's a must because, like I said, that was something I didn't really. Like no type of thing, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, oh, and I also have some questions. Cause I'm looking at like this, uh, my yeah, document yeah, I made. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the questions I thought were super important for everybody to know is the fact. The first one was, what is the meaning of the gospel? How would you explain the gospel to someone? What is the importance of the gospel? What does it mean to be saved, and how does one obtain salvation? So. I think those are questions, you know, as you're doing your own study, of course, study to show yourself approved, yep. going through your own word, writing down things for yourself, understanding those four questions, I believe, are imperative, yep. like at, 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 at bare minimum to to this. Um, and that will really, really change a lot, really, really make that'll really change a lot and make it a complete difference too. That's as you're fact. getting deeper into like just your word and understanding like the Bible too. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes it can just be, you know, you're just getting cycles of, you know, maybe just like reading like a few verses here and there, but like sometimes not getting to like, yo, what do these things actually look like in me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think asking I think the questions. Fact. Right, yeah. fact, 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 fact. Well, check this out. Hold on. Talk to me. Saw this song on a snippet last night, right? Sounded and good. I, I actually was playing this song this morning. I was going to do it for the putting you on. And then right before the episode, Jordan's on IG yeah, on and he starts playing the same clip that I saw and I was like I was like yo this is crazy okay I just want you to know yeah we all been high we all been low yeah what yeah if we still got God we still got hope hey. Hey. Life can't stay bad it's gotta get better yeah hey. long as we got his hand he helping us get not finished, there's joy in the morning he giving He deploying, his angels defending huh? Know the Lord got a plan in the vision huh? Gotta keep living, yeah Life is all seasons Nah, this is Nine crazy <laughs> This production is crazy need it. You wanna laugh for no reason, no, no Even though I feel low yeah. Not to lose I'll control This feels like Can't summer 23, though <laughs> This feels like summer 23 no Need your blessing before I go For the day, okay. in my weakness, you have given me a strength. What? 
done had people that left me alone on my lowest of lows. I done done things to my family and friends. I left everyone broke. Yeah. I said some things as a child, the damage that nobody knows. Okay, I'm here. So where do we go? So where do we go from here? Hey, only one road from here. Hey, no more holding fear. Hey, got hope for this, got hope for change, God's holding me. See, we all got problems. But you gotta give it to the Father. What's left made right, shine bright only when you in the hands of the Potter. Even though I'm gonna play this out. I like this right here. Crazy. In my weakness, <laughs> you have given me a strength, and I know you hear me when I pray. I've been troubled, but I'm on my way. On my way. And I know it's mercy for the day. Yeah. In my weakness, you have given me a strength. What? And I know you hear me when I pray. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's goes crazy. That was tough. So that's that's Lois by Evan Ford featuring Lash and Brown. Hope I'm pronouncing his name right. But yeah, that's Lois. You know I got to get this off my chest, bro. Because I hate when this happens with songs I like. The beginning was t- like the whole song was tough, but bro, I needed the beginning at at least one other point in the no, song. No, that bro. I ain't gonna lie. That's the only reason I played it all the way through because I thought it was gonna happen again. But like, I, the flow at the ooh, beginning was like that, that is was it. Such a pet peeve of mine. Same when, thing happened with Just Like Me with Caleb Gordon. Yeah, like, I don't listen. I only listen to, like the first thirty seconds of that song. Although great production, great song. No, that's the same way. Like that flow they be having. Like yo, keep that. I like, need that chorus. That's like, one more like, time. Put it some, at least somewhere else at the end or something. Now, I know. Bro. I thought I was gonna see that at the end. That's why yeah, I played it. It was still a good song. Nonetheless, fire. Amazing Good song Really Really got put on to that Just Fire production by, Yeah Just you know By happenstance I saw that yeah. But Lowest By Evan Ford Featuring Lash and Brown Y'all check it out Check it We're out We're gonna have the playlist ready Coming super super soon We'll let y'all know When it's happening But Yo y'all stay safe Y'all know what it is Enjoy the weekend You know For get outside sure. You feel what I'm saying Get, get out the Get out air. the dorm room Get, get out Get out the crib um, Whichever vitamin it do, is Do something Vitamin Is it D? Anyways, all right. Okay, bro. Y'all know what it is. Stay you. Stay real. And stay humble. We'll catch y'all next week. Much love. (laughs) I was afraid I I didn't. Yeah, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to mess it up.